Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dr. Philip Fletcher, and welcome to a new show called Rap, Hip Hop, and Freedom. It is Friday, and I hope everybody is doing well. Hey, this is a new show that I am hosting, getting a little bit more specific and uh, seeking to apply uh, the just the beauty of freedom and liberty and as it relates to rap and hip hop. That's what this show is designed for, for about the next 30 minutes. You know, it's kind of different than my Sunday show, The Humanity Matters Weekly, but it's our opportunity to really dive deep into, hey, a very formative uh, musical genre in my own life, namely rap and hip hop. The first uh, tape that I ever purchased was uh, LL Cool J, I'm Bad, you know, and all uh, those great sounds that was on a tape deck, right? Had to get a tape cassette, put it in, and was just rocking, you know, carry around the boom box, as it was called. But nonetheless, uh, that was the music that was formative in my early years, especially growing up in the 80s and into uh, the 90s as a teenager. So as always, if you are new to the show, to listening to me and to my content, connect with me, philipfletcher.org. That's philipfletcher.org. Hey, if you're over on YouTube, hey, most of us go over to YouTube at some point. Hey, just put in the search bar, Humanity Matters. You'll see me. You'll see the cool logo with the face, as you see up in the top screen. And subscribe. I would appreciate it very much. What about podcasts? Got a lot of different content, especially coming from Sundays, a lot of great interviews discussing things from faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. So, on the Humanity Matters podcast, wherever you get your podcast content, whether it's anchor.fm, Google, Spotify, Apple, hey, I got at least 10 different places where you can get this podcast content. So, please subscribe and also give me a review. Always looking for sponsors. Want to give a shout out today to as a tail coffee, uh, rocking the flat bill, right? And go downtown Conway, get some great coffee from them. See John and, and Trina Mitchell. But hey, if you want to be a sponsor for the show, just hit me up. You can also sponsor the podcast as well. There's a sponsor link on the podcast page at anchor.fm. So I'd appreciate it very much. And then as always, if you ever got a question and you want to participate in the mailbag, and the mailbag happens on my Sunday night show, which is an hour long. And so if you want to get involved with that, that's humanity matters podcast at gmail.com humanity matters podcast at gmail.com. So rap, hip hop, freedom, like I said, it's what I grew up with, right? So when I think about and reflect on rap and hip hop, I consider that an example of what would be called a prophetic tradition, right? So men and women, I mean, we're going all the way back to the early 70s, okay? We've got the late 70s. We've got the rise of Grandmaster uh, Flash and the Furious Five and others and on down the line to public enemies, so on and so forth. But these men and women, we can't forget about the ladies as well. The real Roxanne, Roxanne, right? That whole battle, right? These young men and women, now these were young men and women, right? They would 
look at where they were growing up, their neighborhoods, and they would, using metaphors, using wordplay, using syllogisms, using creativity with these words in a host of different ways, would tell the story of where they were growing up, relationships that they were having with a boy or a girl, right? Conflicts that they were having with somebody down the street, right? What it was like to grow up with grandma or auntie or or mom and dad, okay? And so, you know, you think about Will Smith's parents just don't understand. Will Smith and DJ uh, Jazzy Jeff, right? But nonetheless, throughout the decades, okay, and through a variety of transformations, rap and hip hop was used as a prophetic tradition to tell the story of what was going on in a particular context, namely here in America. And it was put to beats. It was put to rhythms and machines and DJs and dancing and a whole culture was created in these, what would be called these inner cities, you know, the New York boroughs. And then uh, it would just move, it would eventually move throughout the United States. Okay. And then from there, it would take on a life of its own. And so they looked at their social situation. They would offer a critique through the use of words, metaphors, and illustrations, right? And so rap and hip hop, it transformed over the decades, right? The influence is shifted uh, geographically. So it moved from the East to the West. You know, you got the dirty South, you got the Midwest rap. Now it's pretty much worldwide. That's amazing, right? At one time, I remember, you know, people would decry rap music and uh, they would say that it was violent and it carried all of these um, anti-social tendencies. But the fact of the matter is, is that rap and hip hop function no different than country music, function no different than blues. They were telling a story. And so whereas country was talking about how your girl left and your, your best friend is your dog and you're sitting out on the porch, right? Country music was telling those stories. The blues was telling a, a specific story. Rap and hip hop, it was telling a specific story. Pop music telling a specific story. Jazz, with words and without it, was telling a specific story. And so it really got me to thinking, well, what's the relationship between rap and hip hop and freedom? Now, I'll be quite honest with you. I tend uh, real towards the libertarian. You know, I, I got it with a seatbelt on. OK, but but nonetheless, it, it got me to thinking what elements of libertarian thought, classic, classical liberalism, um, what elements are those in rap and hip hop? Now, those who are writing the lyrics may not put it in those categories, but I believe themes can be found. And the second reason I believe that is because the work that I do in my nonprofit and being in the streets and being in these type of communities and neighborhoods and, and talking with young men and women and about the things they talk about and the skills and the creativity that they use and that I've seen uh, with my own eyes, um, there are a lot of themes and elements related to freedom, liberty, what would be called classical liberalism. So I'm talking to you young people out there. 
I'm talking to the young people who listen to Drake, who listen to Lil Uzi, Lil Baby, who listen to Future. But I'm also talking to the people like my age, right? People that grew up on Public Enemy and Boogie Down and Heavy D and, you know, you know, later on, people who grew up with, oh, man, Luke, right? I know Luke, his dancers and all that kind of good stuff, um, you know, things that came, the the negative things that came with them as well. But nonetheless, all of us grew up with these different artists. And and I think when we go through their lyrics and look at the context and what they were speaking and addressing, I would believe we can find some brothers and sisters who are hardcore capitalists, right? Who really believed in the free market, the exchange of ideas, the freedom of thought, uh, the freedom of expression, the the ability to um, exchange goods, how they saw fit, fit um, even how to deal with conflict, uh, critique about government, critique about law enforcement. And so regardless of the generation that you grew up in, I believe rap and hip hop has something to contribute. And if you're not familiar with libertarian thought, classical liberalism, anything like that, I would hope that this short video, about 30 minutes, right? Don't want to keep you too long, right? Will will cause you to be like, huh, let me go check out what he's referencing, right? So uh, I hope that I am helpful. As always, again, you can uh, subscribe to YouTube where all these uh, shows will be listed. So these will go up on Fridays, right? And then if you want to check out uh, my long format show, that'll be Sundays at 7 p.m. That's called the Humanity Matters Weekly. So talking to my young brothers and sisters, I'm talking to my brothers and sisters who are about my age. I'm 48 years old. All right. So I want you to understand and know that the thoughts about freedom, all right, free exchange of ideas, the free exchange of goods and services, it's nothing new. Right. The artists that you listen to now or grew up listening to, Okay. These artists, they talked about and expressed similar themes, themes similar to someone who would be called Friedrich Hayek, all right, or Bastiat, or Thomas Sowell, he's someone who's still living, or a Walter Williams. You'll be hearing these names again and again and again as I talk about these uh, in the next few weeks. And so, Hey, Google them, look them up, all right? And be like, hey, I agree with that. I heard Future talk about that. I heard Jay-Z talk about that. I've heard Nas talk about something like that. Oh, my gosh, NWA, they were talking about the same thing that Little Baby was talking about today, right? So we have to remember one of the important things the importance of the freedom of thought and expression. That's one of the beautiful things about rap and hip hop. All right. The freedom of thought and the freedom of expression and the freedom of thought and expression partly is generated by what young people are seeing happen in their daily lives. And so these artists that we are going to be uh, investigating. Okay. We are going to celebrate 
their ability, especially in this country that we live in, their freedom of thought and their freedom of expression, and then how they communicate those thoughts, all right? And how it evolves over time. And how do we know that it evolves over time? Well, because the market says this, hey, at one time we liked this expression of rap and hip hop, but then somebody came along and their lyrical game just changed it. And then the market said, yeah, we don't want to listen to like a heavy D or a public enemy anymore. Like we're going to transition now. We're going to listen to a Jay-Z. We're going to listen to a Nas. We're going to listen to a B.I.G. We're going to listen to a Tupac. Right. And then it transitions again and again to where kind of where we're at today. OK. But the, the point of of this is that the freedom of thought and expression is a critical aspect of rap in hip hop. Rap in hip hop developed in a country that the First Amendment is the freedom of speech, whereas in other countries, the ability for someone to look at their situation in which they were living or their job situation or their interaction with the government, right? In many places, that's squelched. Things that end up regards to the police, things that public enemy in regards to uh, the government and Uncle Sam, things that uh, were mentioned by uh, Tupac, right? Those things would not have gone over in some other countries. But in America, we see because of its... Uh, what would be called is liberal commitment to the freedom of speech, right? An environment was created where these young men and women could express themselves in a lyrical fashion, right? With beats and people would be rolling down the street and rolling into my sixfold. That's that West Coast rap for you, but we'll get into that. So remember this is that with this freedom of thought and expression, these young men and women, past, present, and the ones that are coming in the future, all right, they're seeking to tell a story. They're telling a story. They lay, there's some that are laying down tracks on a computer in a bathroom or some makeshift closet, all right? They get that track settled, then they want to put it online, and, you know, they want to get it out there for free or, you know, charge somebody 99 cents to look for it. Like back in the day, uh, and it's still some places today, people would make CDs and they would sell them in gas stations or some small corner town uh, market, or they would just sell them out their trunk, right? They was trying to get their story out into the marketplace. Think about that. Young men and women were seeking to get their story out into the marketplace because what they were seeing was through rap and hip hop, this was one of the ways that I could improve my life. I'm looking at someone who has made it big, right? And hearing their story. And now they were on Yo MTV Raps. I'm dating myself. All right. They were on uh, BET when BET used to play music videos. Okay. They were on MTV. Uh, they began 
uh, being recognized in getting awards on award shows and said, hey, that's a way for me to make it out. It wouldn't just be sports and it didn't just have to be school or the military, but music could be a way. So it's telling a story. All right. It is not just a free expression of these thoughts, but then also it was I'm going to get into the marketplace somehow to get my words, my music to improve my economic situation. And again, in an environment such as the United States of America, that is profoundly possible. And I believe it still is. So we're going to go through artist backgrounds, right? How they come to who they were, what's their real names, all right? Some of their most influential tracks, and then we'll dig into uh, a portion of one track. Now, let me be clear, right? I'm looking for themes. I am not saying that like an Ice Cube is a libertarian or he's a conservative or he's a classic li classical liberal. I'm not saying... Uh, P.E. Chuck D. is I'm looking for themes, all right, that we can also then relate back to some uh, writers you may not be familiar with, such as a Thomas Sowell or a Walter Williams or a uh, Bastiat, all right, or a Mises or a, uh, a Hayek, all right? So this is what others have said, all right, about freedom of thought, freedom of expression. Right. And let's keep in mind rap and hip hop. So this guy Mises said this and I quote, it was in the climate created by this capitalistic system of individualism that all the modern intellectual achievements thrive. Never before had mankind lived under conditions like those of the second part of the 19th century. All right. So that's the late uh, 1800s. All right. When in civilized countries, the most momentous problems of philosophy, religion, and science could be freely discussed without any fear of reprisals on the part of the powers that be. It was an age of productive and salutary dissent, close quote. So what is Mises talking about there? So he's reflecting on the latter half of the 1800s, right? And if we can apply his quote till to today, right, regarding with the advent of rap and hip hop, the ability of rap and hip hop to thrive was due to a capitalistic system of individualism. All right. Not socialism. Right. Not communism, but capitalistic system of individualism. Like, hey, Jay-Z, Nas. B.I.G., Tupac, all of these people that we celebrate, Drake, like Kanye, right? His music is taking him to the point where now he's got a billion dollar valuation with uh, Gap, I believe. That's amazing. What about the problems he talks about? So at that time, well, there's always problems about philosophy and religion. I got that. But so in the discussion of the problems of philosophy, religion and science, where those could be freely discussed, the problems discussed, what about crime today? Guns, law enforcement, government presence. And what did we come through 2020? Law enforcement. Hey, free market enterprises, 
these and many others are there to be freely discussed over tracks, right? In a lyrical form with wordplay to critique, to offer solutions. All right, we're going to hit up J. Cole and his song uh, Brackets and how he critiques the tax system and he offers solutions. All right, J. Cole, right? And so all of that is present in this music and millions across the world are listening to it. So there are many other problems like this, like problems in the what would be considered the inner city or even in rural areas. OK. It's like a jungle sometime. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. What does freedom Classical liberalism have to say to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and young people and older people like those artists back in the day who are trying to figure out how to improve economically and socially the area in which they live. In 2020, right, Lil Baby came out with this song, A Bigger Picture, looking at all the protests that were happening across the country, right? The deaths of George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor and others, Tony Tempa, right? And he said, I see blue lights. I get scared and start running. That shit be crazy. They pose to protect us. They pose, meaning they supposed to protect us. So what is freedom, classical liberalism, libertarianism? What does it have to say to little baby and young people like him, young people that you know, we're protesting in the streets and are seeking to address their grievances to the government. Individuals who live in fear of their government and fear of law enforcement. So that's where this show is headed. I hope that it will be helpful. If you know somebody that uh, would be helped by this, hey, tell them to check this out. You know, the some of the people we're going to be talking about is Ice Cube and uh, from hit song endangered species okay we're gonna be looking at uh j cole and his song brackets we're gonna uh look at public public enemy and one of their critical songs uh fight the power so again thank you for joining me again see me on uh youtube hey subscribe and i would uh greatly uh appreciate that very much all right. Check out the website. Okay. Dot O-R-G. Philip Fletcher. Dot O-R-G. Community Matters Podcast. Check that out as well. Subscribe. Give me a review. I would appreciate it very much. If you want to be uh, in the mailbag, Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, this is one of the things I say is remember to be loved, to be kind, and to be generous. And hey, young man, young woman, remember to live in hope. We can do the impossible. Hey, y'all take care. God bless. (laughs) 